I am your barbarian in question, and we're back with Jeremy Whalen, and we've been talking about free speech. But before we get back to free speech, we have a new game to play on this show, all right? And I guess Whalen... New, new game. I don't know how to play it. Well, thank you. To me. <laughs> I, pick up, I play a lot of board games and stuff, so I'm going to pick it up pretty well. Well, but you... And I'll you, be better at This is game. taboo, basically, right? Oh, okay. Isn't it taboo? We talked about this, where I give you the first paragraph of a story and a picture... You have to, this is our news. This is the barbarian news, right? Because barbarians, by the way, the word barbarian comes from Rome. And it was basically the Romans would make fun of like non-Romans because when they couldn't understand what they were saying, they'd be like, ba-bar, ba-bar, ba-bar. <laughs> like that's what they were doing. They were making fun of them. And that's where the word barbarian comes from. And also the origination of the book Babar. Is it? No, just fake, okay. fake news right there. Sorry, nice. people. Sorry, okay, people. Good, Don't good, go home yeah. and tell your kids that. That's right. I don't know, but it could be. You know, all these words are linked. Um, we'll have to look that up. But so our news, if we have a news broadcast, it can't be co- that coherent, right? We want to stay away from coherency as much as possible. So, Waylon, you've played the game Taboo before. Mm-hmm. Now, describe Taboo. What other rules? Because I don't I All right. Know. So, I it basically, once, uh, you, have, um, you have a phrase or a word, but you can't say... Uh, that word, obviously. Yep. And you can't also say things that would be really close to that word. They have prohibited words under the word that you're trying to say that you can't say as well. So if it were uh, sneakers, for instance, that's the word you, you're trying to make the other person say. Yep. You can use anything but shoelaces, Shoe. feet, you know, shoes. Exactly. Yeah, you got to so stay away from that. So there's certain ones that you can't say. So what would you do for sneakers? Um, Michael Jordan? Yeah. Can you do that? Air Jordans, yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty easy then, isn't it? Yeah, but at, at the same time, you need some sort of cultural reference point. You know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that one's much easy. Of a game. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, Pictionary, it's like, what do you, you don't have to be, you know, a Rembrandt to, to do something. Sure. The simpler, the better. So if you can simply get that idea across, well, but you, there, there needs to be some connection. There. I'm hoping this is harder than Air Jordans. All right. So we have, I think, four stories for Waylon. And so, Jeremy, take a look at that first story and give us as, as most coherent as you can without using any of the words in there or like, go ahead. Um, I would say, I'm just reading it as I read it. Um, so, think Dr. Kevorkian-esque. Okay, uh, that's okay, a that little sounds, that's, It's a little, a little, dark, a little, a little dark. The, word, the word doctor in this story is a little First close. off, to, to my credit here. That word doctor does not show up in any of this. Yeah, but something close does. So what? All right, all right, all right. Keep going. Okay. Um, you should have just said Kevorkian-esque. Kevorkian-esque. Now, younger people won't know that, though, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, true. So, Our see, audience, that's the thing. That's really, really actually, risky. The we Air ran, Jordans. We're right back to the Air Jordans. We ran a poll on the average age of our audience is 82, actually. <laughs> so I think it's because the signal only carries to the nursing home down by the plaza. And the, the, and so we picked the great story to, uh, to, oh, yeah, to segue actually, into them. When you so. think about it. <laughs> so now, story. yeah. All right, so Kevorkian. So our top demographic has now left us. It Thank you. now left Thank us. You. Yeah, yeah. So Kevorkian-esque. Okay. Anything um, else? If you, by the way, if you know what this story is, text us uh, 413-200-8186 for 5 million something. Um, and I'm looking at this and I'm trying to say this without saying things. Um, mm-hmm. Hearts stop. Yep. Lots of... 
malpractice. Uh, yeah, really <laughs> malpractice might be an understatement. <laughs> Do you want to geographically frame it at all? Is that would be um, helpful, I think. You know, some people Third really... Reich. Okay, is that, is that's, that too much? That goes right back to our free speech conversation. <laughs> all right, I think that's... That's good. Why don't we move on? Because I see okay. you kind of drowning okay. over there, and as much as a, <laughs> you gave me, you gave me the most morbid one to start. Well, with. look at Jeez. the picture on that. Yeah, I know. Yikes. I tell you, you know, as much as I like to be your ego check, I I still care about you. So let's move on to the next one. <laughs> All right, this is Barbarian News. This is story number two, Barbarian News. Taboo style. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, orange guy. Orange guy. Okay. Uh, nice. Um, visits Saving Private Ryan. I don't like the word visits, but okay. Okay, okay. Um, I think you're doing really well, though. Orange guy Saving Private Ryan. Um, I think that's all you need. Uh, yeah. Anyone who, would, who had seen the news this week would get that. Yeah. So, I like that. Visits kind of disqualified you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But right. it doesn't say it here, too. So, Barbar- Barbarian News, story number three, is... Um, he is, in his defense, just looking at these for the first time. That's part of the game, of course, too. Yeah, that's, so that's um, not dead air okay. so much as, like, so, dead, dead thinking air. Uh, mock socialist country... Uh, Sailors jump ship. Okay, do that again. Mock socialist country. Sailors jump ship. Uh, mock socialist country sailors. This was a little cryptic because I'm getting ship. into the analogy of the ship, but don't get stuck on the ship. I mean, obviously, I'm the champ, so I. <laughs> yeah, we do have that sample. Lo- really need to have that sample loaded up. Uh, that's Waylon bragging about. Polish horseshoes, which then he... I mean, obviously, I'm the champ, so... he I, lost. And I actually am playing this for Jonesy's daughter, who was listening to our show and just thought that was really funny. So <laughs> that's for Jonesy's daughter. So, okay, I don't know about that one. Can you show me the picture on that just for a second? Oh, okay. So say your thing again. Uh, I'm, I'm going to change it around okay. a little bit. Okay. So I don't know where you're getting sailors um, from. Yeah, no, I, I, I brought this anecdote in, and it's not working. It's, it's a bad anecdote. Yep. But mock socialist country, I'm going to stay with. What's the okay? antidote to your anti- mock anecdote? Mock socialist country, movement of ja people. Yeah, it's a Bob Marley song? Yeah. yeah. That was good, huh? Moving lots of people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Exodus, you're, right? You're, okay. Let's, let's just say that your Bob Marley is not as good as my Bob Marley right there. Well, okay. okay. You've got to put some, you're like, movement of the people. Right. Okay, I'm so just like not going to Ira Glass even, on gonna, NPR Yeah, I know. I do Bob unfortunately Marley. have a slightly NPR voice, which is not great. Okay, last story, Barbarian okay, News. here we go. Story number four. For you fellow barbarians out there, is oh, uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Show me the picture. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's say fair. See, all my references are going to fall flat, but um, Alan Greenspan rolls, <laughs> turns, and grave. Even though I don't think is he dead? <laughs> He's rolling somewhere. I think that's a good question. Um, Alan Greenspan. Criticism did. of. 
Alan Greenspan's legacy and institution um, draws ire. Okay. That, that's, that one's hard. Let me see these. That one's a hard one. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, uh, by the way, I remember everyone thought Alan Greenspan was a genius just because he kept lowering the Fed rate. You know, I mean, that's such an interesting thing. The Fed, there's just this one number. They decide Orange guy's money. Story number one was, I don't know if you guys saw this, when Niels Hogel, a nurse, worked shift at two clinics in the northern German town of Oldenburg and Delmenhorst in the early 2000s, the hospital rotation showed a mysterious spike in patients who experienced sudden cardiac arrest and had to be reanimated. So that's that nurse in, in Germany yeah, who killed like all these people. Just weird. Just and then I thought yeah. this was your best Trump and visiting D-Day. Yeah. yeah. That was good. And then Exodus, Venezuela's staggering Exodus reaches 4 million. Four That's million. really something. And I don't know. I think they're going to Caribbean countries a lot. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. So last, last uh, summer I was in Lebanon. And, yep. you know, the, the mass exodus, millions of people from, from Syria yep. moving in uh, to Lebanon and surrounding countries. But... You just, it's unfathomable what happens to your, um, to your economy and to your, the, the burden it has on, on, on your institutions. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, like there was a real animosity towards these people that did not choose to do this at all, no. you know, and, uh, it's just a sad, sad thing. And the disbursement of people in, into that, um, it's, yeah, that was, I mean, Lebanon's famous as a refugee yeah. state, you know, because for Palestinians in Lebanon, I mean, it's that's kind of like, it's really part of Syria. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but like, historically, it's much more part of Syria. The French cut it off to create a Christian state in the Middle East. And there was a lot of um, uh, previous, you know, the history, and I'm not going to get into too into the details of it, but um, they really, uh, when Lebanon was was having their own struggles. The Syrians were kind of, um, oh, yeah. you know, they didn't help. They didn't no. have a helping hand at all. Not at all. And so, Not at all. Like, they look at Lebanon yeah. as part of their own country, basically. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting It's, it's interesting tough politics. because it really does create a lot of turmoil on a country that's experiencing the front line of refugees, right? It's yeah. one thing to talk about it in Massachusetts. It's another thing if you're Turkey... And you have all these people who are now kind of you're entrusted with all of a sudden. And yep. you're not getting assistance to assist them. So I think it's important that people don't cast too much judgment necessarily. Like For sure. The closer you are to like what is a critical problem, the more stressful it is. We know this. So it is, it is a hard one. But 4 million, that's a lot of people. I mean, that's like Syrian numbers are more. Yeah. So, and um, that's an oil war kind of situation. Now, Waylon, you were telling me before we got into the studio that you actually know someone who was proposing a plan. So just really take this slow so that we can understand. Because okay. I couldn't totally figure it out, but we were just starting the show. So go ahead. So uh, a, a good friend of mine and, and a former professor... Uh, um, uh, proposed this idea or just kind of philo- philosophical way of thinking about how to begin to regulate um, free speech. Uh, and in particular, we're talking about social media and in places where you kind of have uh, written off onto terms and conditions and everything like that. Uh, regulate it as commercial 
um, commercial speech. And when we say commercial speech, we're talking about a transaction, transactional, um, economically transactional speech. Because what you're entering to, ultimately, if you're on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, is you're entering into a contract with those companies that even though you're not benefiting from the, uh, money, although some influencers do from different p- places in the market, uh, you, they are making money off of you. And so any speech that hits these platforms is actually um, not only uh, is speech, but it's mm. also a uh, transaction. It's an economic transaction. Right. And, uh, and as such you can get into the weeds of commercial regulations. So uh, things like uh, even, even this, uh, this radio station, FCC, there's certain regulations and, and limits and guidelines and things like that. Uh, so uh, you can think of it as, you know, there's regulations on what, you know, marketing of uh, c- cigarettes and alcohol and now e-cigarettes and all that. Um, what regulations could there be commercially for the limits of speech now that it, that if, if you deem it such what does that look like it's hard i mean so you're talking about it's not that you can't say i'm a nazi that's a good thing but you're saying it, you can't do it on facebook is that right because well, like yeah. other like regulated broadcasts but there is a difference here right because the fcc uh regulates like a public resource, which is like airwaves and stuff like that. I guess you could argue the internet is similar, but it's not quite the same. You know, there's like this complex history of who gets a radio license, who gets a television license, which allows the government to come in and regulate because they're actually using a public resource. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I don't know if you could but do I mean, that just, with the internet. I mean, if you think about bandwidth from, uh, from the radio spectrum and wave, you know, the wavelengths and spectrum, all that, What's the difference between the, with that and the bandwidth for internet and free enterprise? Well, we've get, deemed that hmm. a utility. In spectrum of all that, what's the difference between the, with that and the bandwidth for internet and free enterprise? Well, we've get, deemed that hmm. a utility. No, I guess my we have deemed it a utility, but yeah. isn't it private utility? The it depends on what what we're talking about. And is it a municipality has built out their own broadband interface? Um, you know, infrastructure, or is it Comcast putting up uh, wires to your house? Yeah. I mean, the kind of ethereal internet, what is that, and how do you regulate that? And the FCC has tried to re- regulate with the Stop Online Piracy Act and, you know, um, uh, everything, just, just various right. regulations well, that's a good and things point. like so that. So there is, there is a kind of like, yes, that they have done it before, so it's conceivable they do again. Well, what do you think of that idea? I think it's a stretch. I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a free speech purist. I think that, the, you know, the, uh, you know, ACLU should be protecting uh, the person that says, uh, you know, um, you know uh, the most liberal ideas and the most conservative ideas because it's the principle of being able to say those ideas. Right. And so I don't think that there should be any... Um, I think that the regulation should come in the form of uh, the social consequences of that. So you look mm-hmm. at the Rush Limbaugh's and, and these people that say vile things, what happens is they're, um, the, the funding is cut off from these private companies making a choice not to be part of that, of that speech. Right. And that's how I think it should be regulated. Huh. It does, it does 
feel dangerous, though, because I get what you're saying. You know, boycott, which is something I always talk to my students about, the power of, like, just withdrawing funding is really huge, whether it's you as a consumer or as a corporation. I wonder long-term how much that helps because it feels like those people who get their funding withdrawn, they always come back later. They don't seem to disappear. No, and and I, I, I was using that as an example. What yeah. it really needs to be is a fundamental shift in... Um, the uh, in social priorities, and what I mean by that is, uh, if you have, you know, the KKK or white supremacists having rallies, you need to, when we're talking about drown them out, you need to you you need to make this visible. You need to educate individuals in your community and have a proactive stance in doing so. Mm-hmm. But you need to do that socially, not legislatively, mm-hmm. not through private enterprise, although. That, that's the funny thing. It's like at any given moment, Mark Zuckerberg could say, you know what? I'm more of a dog guy. I don't like cats. And delete and, and ban cats from Facebook. Because that's the power of private enterprise. Well, I'm going to have a big problem with that. You know? I'm a cat guy. <laughs> but, um, oh, you're a cat guy? Yeah, I'm a cat well, guy. It says a lot. It says cat. a lot right there. What, what, what does it say? Because you're a dog guy? Yeah. I think, uh, see the thing about, I like about dogs. Is that it? Cat no. people are duplicitous. I think that they're they secret, secretive and yeah, I don't know. Affection. I think they're a little bit masochist, to be honest. It's just like this idea that you're pouring love into something that is just a that is kind of like a little void. <laughs> it's like you're gonna feed this thing. It's not gonna. It's gonna come I, up and brush against I you. See maybe it more as coexisting. Whereas yeah. I see maybe, and this is probably. An attack on dog people is probably the most inflammatory thing you can say in society <laughs> yeah. today. It's interesting dog to me. Are selfless. When I, okay, Actually, cat well, people are more selfless, I'll say, because uh, they get well, nothing out of the transaction. I think you coexist with a cat, you know, and it's almost like this very peaceful coexistence you have with a cat where you're just kind of like, hey, what's up? Yeah, how you doing? Like with a dog, there's such a level of neediness from on both sides. Oh, yeah. Like, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> we love each other. You know, so it's, to me, like, that's... <laughs> yeah, but if I wanted a, if I wanted a like, nonchalant cool. relationship, I would get a cactus. You no, know? but cactus like, is, yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, hi, cactus. Like, I'll water you every six months. Why am I going to keep something alive that I'm not, like, loving? You know? No, but it's like every once in a while. You know, cats every are cool. once in a while. <laughs> yeah, they get come on your lap and you'll, you'll yeah, pat them. Yeah, but on their terms, every that's single fun. time. I respect that. You got to meet me halfway. Yeah, I don't know. And that that is a difference. You know, one of the things I talk to my students about is you can classify. Obviously, you can't, but you can classify all people into one of the four following categories: day dog, night dog, day cat, night cat. And you can't <laughs> really explain it, but you can kind of understand it. Yeah. So yeah. you are a night dog, to, to be sure. I would, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have some day dog tendencies. You're not, you're not a cat at all. So <laughs> no I cat, am, no and, cat and what am I? Yeah, you're a cat. You're, you're a night cat. I'm not a night cat. See, you don't know. Yeah. You don't never, you've never met a night cat. See, this cat. is the thing. We, night we, cat, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to stick to that. I used to be a night dog, but then I grew up. Okay, now I'm a day cat. <laughs> no, because day cat is malaise. Day cat is. I I think it's just hanging out in the window and getting some sun. A day cat wouldn't have a radio show. A day cat is going to, um, you know, take pictures of uh, its uh, the 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 very nicely prepped meal it 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 had on Facebook Hmm. and Instagram. But I'm not a night cat. I'll tell you that much. Night cats. Yeah, you're prowling around. Watch out for night cats. Sticking your head in garbage cans. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's true. I think that's just my take, life. <laughs> I take out the garbage every week. In fact, tonight I have to take it out. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about free speech, but uh, which we, we said was a core value. Now we're talking about cats and dogs. <laughs> so it's perhaps like more of a core value for us. Um, let's do like some closing thoughts on this. The one thing I would say is what you're talking about, speech being regulated through social pressure, that really scares me, actually. That's almost the most scary. Now, obviously, it's not scarier than the government regulating speech, but it's the mob. You know, yeah. it's and, yeah, I, you know, an extension of what you're talking about where a corporation withdraws funding is when the student body turns on a professor, a tenured professor, and doesn't like something you say and then puts social pressure on the administration to push that professor out of a job. Yeah. Like, that feels really... That's almost, like, scarier to me. Maybe that's just because yeah. I'm a teacher myself, but that feels well, so frightening to me. I would step back and and, uh, and say that I'm saying this through the optics of we already have a set established uh, re- Republican um, foundation and structure for our free speech. So that's important to know because... Then you can always use that as the as like the 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 safety net for all of this because you're right you don't want this mob mentality it's like the same thing of um, individuals that go viral you know this person's entire life might be doomed with very little context to what's going on sometimes they're totally warranted they're they're jerk and you know they they deserve some some ire you know social media ire but you know our our society because it's so instantaneous it has instantaneous guttural reactions to things without fully understanding the consequences yeah. so that democracy is a dangerous thing because yes. democracy means democracy is not hey we have a set core rules here democracy is saying we, the majority of us, think that this should be the rule, good, yeah. bad, or ugly, right. and so well, that, that's why we're not a democracy. And so, yeah, exactly. That's why the framers created the Senate. You know, they yeah. did. They did not want the angry mob. They were really concerned about that. Yeah. But I just it concerns me the idea of like social pressure regulating speech because to me it's that's insidious. That's the kind of thing that you can't see coming at you. It's the darkness. Whereas, like, if the government does it, well, it's at least legal. So you can kind of, like, it's, it's printed somewhere. You can read it and be like, we got to bring a Supreme Court case to make sure this doesn't happen. Yeah. The other kind of restriction of free speech is people walking away from you. People averting their eyes from you. People, people losing their job because something they said. And I, that's the one thing that I really yeah, have trouble with. Yeah, but you don't with. think if somebody, if somebody were to go and and just start screaming, you know, ra- racial epithets at a, at a person and it's caught on video, do you not think that they, you know, that is a way to socially check individuals? If there's somebody on a plane, like mm-hmm. there was a woman, I just read an article about, she's going off at the, the, the air hostess on a plane saying all this nasty stuff. Somebody um, videotaped it, eventually got to her employer, she got fired. Yeah. Yes, of course, you deserve that. Well, you here's deserve the thing. That I feel like the internet takes the worst moment of so many people's lives and just spreads it like manure a little bit. Like, obviously, oh, that's yeah. not okay. You know, I get that. But it's, it's, those are the moments that get sent around the world. Is people at their, like, probably their worst moment in their lives. You know, and if you look at your life and think of your worst oh, three yeah, moments, sure. you know, now you're a pariah. I'm a pariah. Like, I'm not perfect. Like, I've had bad moments. And even in the next scene, I was making up with the person or something like that. But do you honestly think that you would scream, you know, these racially charged things at somebody on a plane? 
Like, that's the difference here. I don't know. Like, even at your worst you know, moment, I think that you're a better individual and better human being than that. But we just, listen, I don't want to say yes, because that's obviously not a question I'm going to say yes to. Yeah. I'm going to plead agnosticism here and say, I don't know. Like, what if I just, my, I just found out my mom died and, you know, and like, it's hard for me to know what the context of that situation is. Of course it's not True. okay. True. Do we trash this person and just put them in the trash, the dustbin of, of history and just forget about them? Do we try to figure out, like, well, what was going on with you in that moment? That's, that's terrible. Can, do we get these people to meet with one another yeah. and say, like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I, don't, I was totally, like, I was just, uh, I was off the rails and I apologize and I feel terrible, like, actually. Because I think that all of us in our worst moments, if captured on film, would oh, be sure. really hard for to, sure. to run away from. I, and I also think, like, with saying that there's con- social consequences there, I also think that no one is irredeemable. That is no right. No one is irredeemable. You That's know, like, right. you need to be able to come back from things. But and you also what, need what to be broken do? down well, in, in those things addressed. But what do we do when you just kick people out? You know, that's not going to help yeah, anything. Speaking of kicking people out, you kicking yeah, us out right we now? We are going to get moving in a second. I don't think I'm redeemable. In now, this. let me just ask you before we go, what's your plans for the rest of the Sunday? Oh, I'm going to uh, do a little boating and uh, play some Dungeons and Dragons, right. actually. Hipster some, uh, Dungeons some and Dragons. Yeah. That's fun. That's good stuff. Yeah. And we only have one more week of school, and then you're heading to Ecuador. Yeah. Isn't that I'm right? I'm going to be uh, the, the end of June, so basically the first two weeks of July. 